as always good day wherever you are and welcome to today's special podcast wherever you are tuning into this episode from across the multiple nations of the world whether you are in the usa on the african continent in the americas asia europe and oceania welcome to your most exciting informative and educative sports show on the polling platform with yours truly philip alimo and i've got love for sports and undoubtedly the greatest club competition on earth the uefa champions league on today's episode we will be looking at real madrid's journey to this season's uefa champions league final in paris on saturday the 28th of may it's the big one it is the finals of the uefa champions league that would climax the 2021-2022 season and with me in the studios who's been with us throughout this season's coverage of the UEFA Champions League all the way from the UK is Justin Akowa wherever you are sit back relax and enjoy this episode Justin good afternoon and welcome to today's episode Good afternoon, Philip. Um, thank you for having me on your show. Thank you. Thank you. How are you doing? Um, not too bad. Um, an- anticipating um, what a great final this will be. Um, how are you doing? Sir? I'm doing very well and uh, looking forward to the climax of the season. It's been a long season um, and of coverage across multiple cities in Europe. Uh, walk us through uh your personal experience for 2021 2022 season general impressions you can take any city any country you want to talk about and how your general impressions are of of the champions league well um i believe that um this season has been great a lot of things have has been buzzing um in terms of looking at looking at what's happening here in england currently um we could we could pick up we could pick up um what what was seen earlier this season and what the english media anticipated to be something quite big um for manchester city and um liverpool possibly they were hoping that these two teams could play in the finals of not only the champions league but as well as the as well as the fa cup if possible and also be able to con- contest for the league title. So I believe that um that has that has been the feeling here that initially before City were knocked out of the semi final it was going to be Manchester City um against Liverpool um having a a, um, a showdown in terms of uh, across three three possible um three possible tournaments but that was not to be as now um, the only English representative in the final, that is Liverpool Football Club, are uh, the only people standing um, in terms of English representatives. And 
that is that um and that is going to be the worthy opponent to face the best team in the world that is um the best team in Champions League history that is Real Madrid of Spain definitely the best team in Champions League history and remember uh, this finals it's a repeat of the 2018 final that took place in Kiev and uh, would we'll have a repeat of that final in Paris and this is not the first time the two sides are meeting the first time the two sides met in the Champions League and European Cup winners era was in 1981 and guess what that final was also played in Paris with Liverpool running away the victors with a 1-0 victory. What are you expecting on Saturday in Paris from a Madrid point of view, from Real Madrid? Well, from a Madrid point of view, it's a simple day. They, they, want, they want to secure their 14th Champions League title. And they know that from what they have been through this season in terms of the UCL, they've had probably the most difficult routes in, 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 in recent history. And that's, and, and this route has involved comebacks against probably some of the best teams that um, have played the Champions League um, in terms of recent history as well. In terms of teams that are not only star studded, teams that are, um, teams that have also been very, very um, compact as a unit and also teams that have been quite dominant um, in English domestic history too. So then that is, so for me, Real Madrid believe to, to cap a wonderful season of a Champions League win on Saturday will be, will be, will be a fairy tale end for every Madrid fan because with what they have gone through and with what they have seen, in the Bernabeu and also at Stamford Bridge, also at Parc de Prince and also at the Etihad, that will be something quite that that will be that will be um as I said, a fairy tale ending for them. And I believe that Madrid know that they have possibly, if it comes to that, one more comeback in them, or probably just kill the game off from the onset against Liverpool on Saturday. And talking of killing the game off which player in this Madrid setup has been an unsung hero throughout the campaign for Real Madrid this season? For the purposes of my audience or listeners who haven't really followed Madrid's journey this season in the Champions League. Well, for me, I think the unsung hero is quite simple. And that will be um, goalkeeper Thibaut Courtois. For me, I believe that apart from the attacking prowesses of of Benzema as well as Vinicius Junior, these past two seasons, for um, the best the the best player who has stepped up for Real Madrid and who has come up to be quite um, crucial in um, dictating the result of their team is is Thibaut Couto has made a lot of wonderful saves to keep Madrid um, in games um, in games over over the course of these two seasons and he has he has he has had he has had um, the the ability to do same this Champions League season. Faced over faced over 30, 30 to forty shots and has saved most of them. And for me, that is that is quite impressive for a goalkeeper. Even though he has considered many, um, we we all we we can all we can all see that his um his crucial saves 
have kept Madrid's defense and um, defenses quite well because as as we saw, Madrid's back line have been quite shaky in very, very crucial games. But then with the consistency of Thibaut Courtois, not only in the Champions League, but also in the La Liga, Real Madrid have been able to be closer to the teams who are probably better, who have better um, better teams overall than them and has and has been, for me, the unsung hero for Real Madrid this season in the UEFA Champions League. Awesome. Looking at one of finals, usually teams come into the finals and you realize that uh, they are nervous, they are jittery, and we don't get to experience the drama and excitement that we see over the uh, uh, two-legged knockout stages uh, in the competition. Do you think Saturday's final, we would see fireworks from both teams or we'll see uh, a a very tactically composed uh, Real Madrid side uh, uh, just trying to to ensure they have maximum control of the game as against an explosive Madrid coming guns placing at Liverpool? Well, it depends. Um, It depends from... it, It depends on the angle that you are looking at it from because... With um, Liverpool's last Champions League final loss, that was to Real Madrid and back in Kiev. Um, for me, for me, Liverpool were the more proactive team in terms of uh, in terms of taking taking the game to taking the game to the opponents, and that's what they did. But then, um, a bit, a few, a, f- a few errors costed them as um, um, carriers. Former goalkeeper, or probably um, he was he was a goalkeeper before Alisson took over, and with with his mistakes, that actually proved to be the turning point for for that final. And Madrid took advantage of it and were able to win as Gareth Bale scored a brace in that final. For me, I think that after after that, Jurgen Klopp developed developed um, a kind of and developed. A more pragmatic approach to the the subsequent final that they played in against Tottenham Hotspur in Madrid, and for that final he was he was he was quite solid in his approach, and was and 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 was very and and the game and and the game after Mohamed Salah scored the um the early penalty. He was he was able to control the game and actually not let Tottenham into the game at all. Defended quite well, and also played a final with which, even though even though people saw it to be boring or one of or one of the most boring finals in recent history, he did he did his utmost best for the team and it showed and it showed how they had learned from the previous disappointments in Kiev, and made up for it by winning Liverpool's set. UEFA Champions League um, title, so I think that um, I think that from the angle of from the angle of Liverpool, they they actually have they actually have probably an approach to be quite pragmatic, but also to be a team that will, will be more intense than Real Madrid. Looking looking at looking at how the dynamic is, and looking at it from the Madrid um, angle, you you can tell that Madrid. Since they have not been um, more pr- uh, more proactive in terms of 
the knockout rounds, they would they would actually aim to do otherwise and also try to take the game to Liverpool. As as I initially said, that if Madrid are able to actually take the game to them and not go behind early in the game, they wouldn't have to resort to another miraculous comeback. But then anything is possible in the final and you may not know Madrid will be the team that will take um will, will be the team to take um the initiative to Liverpool and probably score the first goal in that Champions League final. But then I know it is going to be quite a fierce and competitive final between these two European giants. Definitely it is going to be a fierce uh, final uh, between these two European giants and I'm equally looking forward to that finals in Paris. Uh, let me give our audience a bit of background of Real Madrid's journey to this season's final in Paris. And we'll come back to you in the studios. So Real Madrid began their Champions League campaign on the 15th of September 2021 in Group D with Inter Milan. And they beat Inter Milan by a lone goal. On the 28th of September 2021, Real Madrid lost to Champions League deputant Sharif of Moldova 2-1 at the Santiago Bernabeu. This is one of my most memorable games of the season and in terms of David and Goliath and Sharif, the new boys, proved everyone wrong in this particular tie. Real Madrid bounced back from that defeat at the Bernabeu on the 19th of October 2021 to beat Shakhtar Doné 5-0 in Shakhtar and on the 3rd of November 2021 in their return fixture of the group stages they beat Shakhtar Doné 2-1 at the Bernabeu and on the 24th of November in Moldova Real Madrid revenged and beat Sheriff of Moldova by three goals to nil and on the 7th of December 2021 Real Madrid beat Inter Milan by two goals to nil at the Santiago Bernabeu. And on the 15th of February this year, Real Madrid lost to PSG 1-0 in the round of 16 first leg in Paris. And on the 9th of March this year, the second leg at the Bernabeu, Real Madrid beat PSG by three goals to one and progressing 3-2 on aggregate. In the first leg in the quarterfinal stages on the 6th of April, this year, they beat Chelsea 3-1 in London. And on the, on the return fixture, which is the second leg, on the 12th of April, they, beat, they were beaten by Chelsea three goals to two at the Santiago Bernabeu. But that wasn't enough for Chelsea as Real Madrid progressed 5-4 on aggregate after extra time. And on the 26th of April 2022, in the semi-final first leg, Manchester City beat Real Madrid by four goals to three. In the return fixture, which is the second leg, on the 4th of May 2022, Real Madrid beat Manchester City by three goals to one, progressing 6-5 on aggregate after extra time. And for that, they qualified for Saturday's final that will be played against Real Madrid in Paris, for which we are building up to right here on your most authoritative sports show on the calling platform don't forget to subscribe to the uefa champions league 
show on calling on apple Podcasts, and on spotify and don't forget to also tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe to the uefa champions league podcast mr koa for you what has been your most memorable game for the season in terms of real madrid that is that is that is a, that is a very difficult question um i believe that for me even even if i should reference um some some data from even so far score every um looking at looking at their champions league page the top three games that was the top three most entertaining games voted by the fans or followers of SofaScore were all Real Madrid games. That was um that was the game against one. That was the second leg against PSG. The the one against Chelsea as well in the second leg. And also the second leg against Manchester City. And that shows how and and and, and that shows how difficult um to um difficult in terms of determining the most brilliant Real Madrid game. But for me, I'll actually attribute it to the game against Manchester City, which was which was played um which was played at Santiago Bernabeu um this this past round. And for me that game was probably a crazy game. That that showed how football that showed that football isn't a straight isn't a straight line game. It is quite difficult to understand. Um because even even though Maris gave even though Maris gave City probably probably a very very crucial goal in the second leg, um that followed up with something that Jack Grealish actually took on took on um took on Madrid's right back and, and actually shot shot the ball low past Courtois for which Ferland Mendy um cleared the ball off the line. And in that same instance, Rodrigo in two minutes was able to score two unanswered goals to actually send the game to extra time. And for me, that was that was that was the point where everyone probably in world football just was amazed and they were flabbergasted by the way that Madrid were able to turn this around. Not not against just anybody, but Pep Guardiola's Manchester City. And that showed how great or that 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 showed how extreme the mentality of the Los Blancos can be. And for me that was the most um surprising game, their best game for me in the Champions League this season. And at what point do you did did you envisage that Real Madrid have this season's UEFA Champions League under control and from this point they could go all the way to the final. For me personally, it was the game against PSG, the return fixture, because Real Madrid's season has been topsy-turvy. They've not been consistent in terms of performances. And for me, uh, uh, losing the El Clasico to Barcelona, I didn't expect Real Madrid to do too well in the knockout stages of the Champions League. And having lost 1-0 in Paris, I thought it was a given for them to, uh, to, to, to go out of the Champions League. But for them to come out the way they came out in the return fixture, the Bernabeu, at that point, I knew 
they had some they had found something so for you personally at what point in the season did you realize that whoa real madrid can 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 get can get this trophy well i think before i answer that um we could go back to the point of that el clasico walloping by javi's barcelona and for me i I personally did. I personally didn't think that game was quite crucial to uh, affecting Real Madrid's season that much. Probably just made them way better because if 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 we could remember quite well, Ancelotti was playing a way different tactic um, after Benzema suffered an injury before um, a few days before the game, with which Modric was playing a false nine. Um, there was a point at which Vinicius was also playing up front. They were playing a 4-2-4 formation that Madrid hardly ever implemented. So you could tell that that was, even though even though it was a crucial game, that was quite an experimental game by Carlo Ancelotti, which didn't work out well. And Barcelona, who were on the up back then, took advantage of it and actually did, did, did more than enough to secure the win. That that win against Real Madrid. And maybe maybe the scoreline should have been more, but then that was that that was just me from the analytical point of view. And I think that the game against Chelsea, the second leg against Chelsea was was probably where I saw that this team probably just go beyond tactics in terms of football the intangibles they possess in terms of their grits, in terms of their resilience, in terms of not 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 um down till the referee blows the whistle against Chelsea was what showed me that um Real Madrid probably had this in control because after after Chelsea scored three and answer goals, probably could have been four if the referee did not disallow the the Marcos Alonso goal, which 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 the ball slightly touched his hand. Um, I think that I think that being able to being being able to pick up being able to pick apart a small gap in between uh, in between in between Rudiger and um, in between Rudiger and Thiago Silva, that pass from Modric was 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 the moment that set the tone for Madrid. And I, that was, I believe, that was a very good taking goal by Rodrigo too in that in that game, and and for me that showed how Madrid will just not stop playing until the final whistle has been blown, and that has been the thing that has flown throughout the rest of their Champions League campaign, and it's, it's not surprising that they have been they they are a finalist facing. Um, facing Liverpool on Saturday, and I believe that for me that was a game that showed that we are actually dealing with quite a resilient team, and probably Madrid know how to play this knockout tournament better than anyone um, currently. Too. And, and uh, talking of players that have stood out for Real Madrid this season. Uh, we cannot forget Karim Benzema and Vinicius. But uh, aside these two, which players in the Madrid setup? You've also mentioned Thibaut Courtois as your unsung hero. But which other top three players have been instrumental for Real Madrid in this season's Champions League? 
Well, um, I can I can I can reference Rodrigo for for his for his good performances whenever he is called upon by Carlo Ancelotti, and it has been quite impressive as he has scored three goals in um, for Real Madrid. That was two against Manchester City and one against Chelsea. And also, I can also reference Eduardo Camavinga. And whenever he has been brought on for Tony Cruz, his cameras have actually have actually done quite well in terms of controlling the midfield and imposing quite quite um, quite an, an intense presence for Madrid as as Cruz is growing old. Um, the new generation that includes Eduardo Camavinga has been quite. Um, Prominent in Madrid's run because his cameo against PSG actually actually helped Madrid take over the the midfield for Marco Verratti. Also re- referencing the, the the second leg game against Chelsea, um, you could tell that um, Engolo Kante and Matteo Kovacic weren't weren't that top or weren't peak in terms of physicality and intensity as they usually do. And Eduardo Camavinga's relentless person and relentless um guy for winning the ball was was quite instrumental as Madrid were able to as um Camavinga helped win the ball from Kante back then, passed it to um Modric for Modric to also give it to Rodrigo to score. And also last but not least um Luca Modric who who has who has also developed a way in taking over these games for Real Madrid because looking at his performance in the comeback against PSG at the Bernabeu, it was it was it was quite magnificent because for 70 minutes of the game Madrid didn't have a sniff um, in that game but then with Eduardo Camavinga by his side he actually he actually picked apart he actually not only picked apart PSG's midfield but also he also picked apart the the impressive defense of PSG, and also did that against Chelsea, and against um against Manchester City. So for me, those are my three best players for Real Madrid this season in the Champions League. Quite influential too. And speaking of influential players, Karim Benzema has been very influential for Real Madrid this season. Do you think he has done enough to win this year's Ballon d'Or? Well, um, there is there is there is a very strong argument for him because he has he has won the Pichichi. He finished second in in terms of assists in the La Liga. That also goes that goes to show how instrumental he has been. And also, he is doing Cristiano Ronaldo um, type of numbers in the knockout stages this Champions League season. And that goes to show how influential he has been in terms of when they needed someone to to um to to be the main man um you can you can you can you you can tell that for every game that Madrid have played at the Bernabeu during the knockout stages you know that the game is not over um till Benzema scores and Benzema has scored the a hat-trick against PSG to be to 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 um, push Real Madrid over the line, scored a winning header also against Chelsea, and also scored 
a very, very confident and composed penalty against Manchester City. And for me, with this with this kind of influential run, and comparing it to Jorginho, who who also was quite was quite key to Chelsea's win last season and finished third finished third in the in the in the Ballon d'Or rankings. Benzema has done way more and has achieved way more for Real Madrid. And for me, that is a that is a an um an airtight case for him in 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 terms of achieving or winning the Ballon d'Or um, when the awards will be announced. So I so I believe that Benzema actually has a solid case than even previous Ballon d'Or winners. Um, that have that haven't been Lionel Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo. Definitely. And uh, wrapping up with today's episode, if you had to describe Real Madrid in one word, what would that be? I think for me, it's probably crazy or impossible because they have they have they have just done that over and over and over again three times and i mean sometimes you could you could question it as a as a football fanatic do you think do you think they have the possibility to also do that against liverpool who are also fond of who are also fond of doing that as well you 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 cannot you cannot place your finger on the kind of on the kind of feats real madrid have achieved this season, in terms of the knockout stages, and it would be, it would, it would be, it would be very deserved to see them lift the trophy at the end of the Champions League final on Saturday against Liverpool. Before we wrap up, Real Madrid will be coming up against a Liverpool side that have played every possible game there is to play in club football this season. They've played sixty-four matches lost only three. Can Real Madrid repeat the results of 2018 or would it be a revenge for a brilliantly and outstanding Liverpool side this season? Well, for that I can't tell for sure which way it is going to go but then I think that this Champions League season has just taught us something and it is it is it is it is quite simple. We shouldn't count Madrid out when the stakes are high because they have delivered time time and time and again and that and that goes to show the kind of pedigree that the Los Blancos have have had this Champions League season. And con- congratulations to them for also wrapping up the La Liga season um as winners and hopefully they can also they can also replicate and do do a do a double because they have been they have been they have been their performances for me has been one for their books and this is what makes the Champions League the kind of tournaments that it is that the impossible have been made possible and that has been by Real Madrid. Definitely Mr Justin Akowa it's been an absolute pleasure having you throughout the season and especially on today's episode as we build up to that final in Madrid. We will definitely be having you in subsequent conversations 
leading up to Saturday's final and definitely for that discussion as well on Saturday. But it's been a pleasure having you for today's discussion. For my audience, as always, it's been a great joy coming your way with each and every single episode of the UEFA Champions League podcast. And just before we wrap up, we have Kingsley with us for this episode. And maybe Kingsley will want to make a contribution as we're building up to that final, whether he's a Madrid fan, he's a Liverpool fan, I do not know. But Kingsley, if you're with us, kindly press the call button and join us. Yes, Kingsley, good day and welcome to the UEFA Champions League podcast. Do you guys hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Yeah, yeah, so Good Liverpool day. is going to win. That's all I can say. Oh, so you are a Liverpool fan? Yeah, 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 I am. So for Liverpool narrowly missed the premiership this season to Manchester City. and But putting that into context, Liverpool has played every possible game there is to play in club football this season. They've played 64 matches and lost only three. As a Liverpool fan, what do you make of your team's performances this season and your journey to that final in Paris? Well, we've, been, we've been excellent. We've been like 10 out of 10. Like, I'm proud of my, like, my team. And I think like, going into the final, like the loss against City is going to like ginger us and make us like, play better. That's how I see it. And for you as a Liverpool fan, uh, at what point in the season did you believe that Liverpool were going to go all the way to the finals of the Champions League? Which game gave you the impetus to believe? When we had an easy draw in the um, knockout stages, I knew we were just going to go to the final. Definitely, definitely. Kinsley, it's been a pleasure having you. And uh, one request, uh, don't forget to... Uh, keep following the UEFA Champions League podcast here on the call-in platform and also tell your friend to tell a friend. I'm, I, I'm, I'm sure uh, you know fellow Reds and fellow Liverpool fans and uh, would also love to, to, to join us in such conversations. Well, yeah, for sure, for sure. I will. Definitely. It's been a pleasure. I've enjoyed speaking to you and I'm sure you've enjoyed listening to the show as well. Oh, yeah, I did. Definitely. Thank you so much, Kinsley, and have a great day. You're welcome. Thank you for having me on. Okay. So, to my audience, this is a live uh, production and a special coverage uh, of this season's UEFA Champions League podcast. And I'm sure for those who will be listening uh, post-publication, you will enjoy every single aspect of the show until our next episode keep well be champions and have a fruitful week we're building up to that big final on saturday and keep your dial locked on calling and on the uefa champions league podcast keep well stay blessed